and welcome to our October episode of the Empower Women series podcast. This month's podcast is all about parenting and more specifically teaching our teens to swim in turbulent waters so we don't have to be their life preserver. So this month's episode is hosted by Christine Percaro, co-founder and president of Lexington Wealth Management, along with Pam Wilsey of Wilsey Connections. Pam Wilsey is a licensed psychotherapist, a certified life coach, and a best-selling author. Her Boston-based company, Wilsey Connections, specializes in helping bridge the gap between surviving and thriving by equipping girls and young women to navigate adolescence and the transition to college. Wilsey is a mother of two grown children who have gone through the transition from middle school to high school to college and now life post-college. Her work has been featured in the Boston Business Journal, Boston Voyager Magazine, as well as on universityparent.com, teenlife.com, just to name a few. Pam is always such a joy and we love hosting her here at Lexington Wealth Management, so I really hope you enjoy this episode. Just before we dive in, I just wanted to plug our next two events on November 9th. At noon, we have an event establishing year-end philanthropic goals. And on December 14th at noon, planning for everything you own and everyone you love. If you're interested in any of these events or just our Empower Women series, feel free to check out our website, empower-women.com. Thank you and enjoy. Hi, this is Christine Paparo. Thank you for joining today's Empower Women podcast. Today we have Pam Wilsey, and she is a 25-year experience, I think at least, right? Uh, 25 years, licensed therapist and a certified life coach. So thanks for joining us today, Pam. If you want to give us just a quick um, intro and tell us a little bit about your background, that would be great. And then we're going to Get going and talk a little bit about teaching our teens to swim in turbulent waters and four shifts for parents to be doing and thinking about. So go ahead, Pam. Thanks for joining today. Hi, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I always love to be part of your community at Lexington Wealth Management and especially in your Empowering Women series. Um, I'm thrilled to be here again this year. And uh, yeah, so Wealthy Connections, I've been, I've been doing this for a long time, over 25 years, working with, uh, we work with girls and young women between the ages of fourth grade and 20-something at Wealthy Connections. We offer uh, both groups and individual coaching. And our goal is to help, help all of our clients figure out the social and emotional skills that enable them to be resilient and successful, no matter what challenges they face in life. Well, thank you. And I, I heard at one point, I heard you talk a little bit about that story when your daughter was, was young around the swimming pool and that just really, I actually got chills. So do you, would you share that again with us? I thought that was great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, so, um, when my kids were young, my kids are now 26 and 23, but at that moment, my kids were, my daughter was two and my son was five. And we were at the swimming pool on a gorgeous sunny day. And I was trying to teach my youngest daughter to swim. And uh, she got out of the pool. It was time for a potty break. We took off our floaties. She went to the bathroom, came running back, was so excited to get back into the pool to show everybody how she was learning to swim. And as I went back to get her floaties and put them on her, I turn around, she isn't there. And I was 
panicked. I, she had literally just been there. I had no idea where she was. I went searching for her, couldn't find her. Somehow I walk over to the shallow end of the pool and I see her on the bottom of the pool. And I will never forget that moment as long as I live. I, I can't even remember what happened next. All I remember is a lifeguard jumped into the pool, got her out of the water and thank God she was fine. And all I can remember beyond that was having horrible dreams and nightmares literally about my kids dreaming, drowning for a very long time after that. Right. And I mean, for all of us who are parents, all we want to do is protect and keep our children safe. And we want to do that for as long as we possibly can do that. But I thought that was just an amazing story because any, it's just terrifying. And as they get older, there's additional terrifying things. <laughs> um, and then today, so today you're going to tell us a little bit about, you know, how do we support and help them, but not always you know, always have to rescue them? How do we go through life and guide them and give them some success? So I know you have some four tips for us. Um, so tell us, tell us how we do this. So, yeah, so that was, I used that metaphor about teaching our kids to start teens to swim in turbulent water so we don't have to be their life preserver. Uh, based on that early experience I had, where I realized that I really couldn't protect my teens. Like I had one job that day was to keep my daughter safe and teach her to swim. And, and, and that I realized was not always going to be so easy to do. So especially during the turbulent teen years, we realized that our job is not to just protect them and to constantly be throwing them the life preserver, that we want them to have the skills and tools to know how to manage life's challenges. Because as we know, we just can't protect them. So we think about the, the different moments of time when they're young, for sure. We have a lot of compliance. They listen to us. We can try to protect them at that point. Much easier than once they become teens and they're looking for more independence and autonomy and they're out on their own when they may or may not be quite ready to be able to swim on their own. So one of the shifts that we think about is the idea of beginning with the basics first, which is looking inward, begin with looking at ourselves. Uh, our connection to ourselves and our teens is always going to be the foundation for everything that you do as a parent. Right. And sometimes we fail to make that transition from being the protector when they're younger to the instructor as they're getting older. This is when our teens want and need and crave more independence and also quality. So if we overparent them, we're not understanding that we haven't made that transition yet from when we were parents of, of younger children to teens, they're going to pull away from us. So it's really important that we understand that our teens want more independence and equality. And if we overparent them, we're not going to be giving them the ability to learn how to be self-sufficient. Right. And so you get, you talked about a couple of takeaways to do this. Yep. Yeah. So some of the takeaways would be um, to avoid the disconnect between you and your teen. First, check on yourself. Are you making assumptions about your teen without asking them to weigh in? And if so, try reframing your communication with phrases like, uh, I'm curious about your take on this or when they start sharing something that maybe they're struggling with, 
you could start saying always something like, I get it. And then tell me more or asking them if they want help with a problem that presenting that they're presenting to you. Do they want help with problem solving or would they rather just you listen and they need an opportunity to vent in a safe way? Right. So we have to be able to put ourselves on pause and ask that question and not try to give them the answer, kind of pause and see if they can search and find some idea or answer on their own. Yeah. And instead of assuming that they need our help, um, suggest that maybe they can try to do, do it themselves too. remind them that you believe in them, ask open-ended questions like, tell me more, uh, help me understand, or how is this different than something else possibly help them think through the problem solving. So we are not doing it for them. The more opportunities they have to learn how to problem solve for themselves, the more they will feel independent and able to manage any challenges that they face in life. Right. Yeah. Makes a ton of sense. You talked about the second shift uh, was around fear. Is that our own fears, parents, or their fear, or what it, where is that coming so from? The fear is, is actually both. Um, our teens have their own fears and we have fears. Uh, often they're different, our fears and their fear, fears. One of the biggest fears that teens have nowadays is the fear of failure. Uh, that is one that is, is common for, for many, many teens. Tons of pressure with and the pressure. fears and social media and everything around them. And we have to understand that our teens are ruled by emotions, including fear, which means that these emotions are, are also heightened compared to ours because of their brain, their teen brain. Um, we, and we also often talk about the different parts of their brains and, and how they're not fully developed. The part of their brain that is governed by emotions, that's the limbic system. And that is where often they are hearing things in a much more and experiencing things in a much more intense way than we do as adults. They're constantly on high alert. That's the part of the brain that we call the fight, flight, freeze part of the brain. And we see these brain, the, this part of the brain, the limbic system on scans, it lights up in a way that it doesn't for either children or adults. So on the brain scans, you can actually see the impact that, that the, this voice has on teens when presented with a stimulus that might be remarkable or unremarkable for both children and adults, the teens amygdala lights up. So when we hear a chime, they hear a gong. So, so the fear can be even more heightened. And often those fears have to do with feeling um, like they're just not good enough. And that pressure is, is pervasive in the culture today. Well, it's, it's interesting because I see it with my own teens that, you know, I'll find myself thinking, geez, they're so like overreactive or so emotional or my gosh, they're like being drama queens. <laughs> and it just makes a ton of sense that something that doesn't seem as emotional to me, but to them, it's, it, it's highly emotional. So it's not just, it's actually a, a real thing for them. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's important for us as parents to remember not to try to rationalize with them because or don't ever say something like, calm down, just calm down, right? When they're overwhelmed with emotions because they can't. They can't, right. Their brain, the fight, flight, freeze, where they literally can't immediately calm themselves down. Obviously, with our clients, we teach them lots of methods and tools to be able to calm their nervous system down, which is always the first step. 
by beginning to notice sort of when they're feeling overwhelmed and they go from zero to 100. But as parents, we have to remember not to try to rationalize with them when they're feeling overwhelmed with their emotions. Instead of trying to communicate, just remind yourself like, oh, they're in their amygdala right now. And that's what's speaking, not them. So wait until your teen's emotions have simmered down because they will. The most intense emotions, either joy, fear, pain, none of them last that long. So wait until they simmer down. Try to practice reflective listening, which is where you reaffirm what they're saying to you instead of jumping in for the fix. Right. Really hard for us to see them anxious or angry or sad or overwhelmed or frustrated. But really just remind them that the best feelings and the worst feelings don't last forever. One of, uh, I, I'm always remembered of one of my clients who was in high school. She had a lot of anxiety and, and she would often go from zero to a hundred. And she learned lots of tools to be able to manage her anxiety and panic attacks. And before she left for college, she actually tattooed one of the mantras that we had developed together, which was this too shall pass. And she tattooed it on her ankle as a reminder when she went off to college. That's great. That's great. Yeah, you just hope that, you know, they learn these tools and they can just implement themselves. So I guess that's just one of the key steps, right? Like helping them to figure that out on their own and get the thing that works for them. Yeah, that's that's what we do with our clients is we we teach them these tools. We have a whole host of tools that we teach them that because it's fine to be able to talk about their problems, which, of course, they have their friends for hopefully their parents, if they have parents that are willing to be supportive and available. They maybe have teachers and coaches and all kinds of other things. Sometimes, though, it's helpful to have somebody like a trusted mentor, a life coach, a therapist, somebody who can teach them the tools to help them manage their minds. Because it's not enough to be able to just have a place to put it. Sometimes we need uh, the skills that enable us to be able to shift whatever our thoughts are that are creating these emotions and help us understand what we can do and not do to create more of what we want in our life and less of what we don't. Right. Right. And then, so, and then thinking more about that, I think you said the third, the third shift is more around not pushing them, not, yeah, yeah, not, not creating, not creating resistance, be open and and listen to them. Right. So one of the important aspects of of parenting a teen is to remember that force only creates resistance. So we talk a lot with our teens about this idea of acceptance. So accepting versus resisting what is, and that's important for parents too. acceptance around what is, we may not like it, but we have to accept that this is where our teens are at in this moment. Okay. Resisting that will create more problems for both of us. Um, I I recently saw a girl who was a junior in college and her parents were super stressed about the fact that she was completely avoidant of doing anything related to college, that college application process. And the more that her parents pushed her, the more resistant and avoidant she became. So we had one initial, what we call exploratory session. And at the very beginning, I asked her a simple question, which was, how do you feel about the idea of going to college? And her response was both immediate and powerful. And she said, I'm terrified. 
And then she explained why, and she had a very clear understanding of her feelings and why she was feeling them. And they related to the fact that she'd had a pretty horrific experience at a therapeutic boarding school previously. And she was reminded and connecting this idea when she went to boarding school with what college might feel like. So of course her stance was, oh, I don't wanna do this. And her behavior in response to that was to avoid doing it. And it completely made sense and shifted everything for her and her parents once we acknowledged that and talked about it. Right, and so it probably was, I mean, incredibly eye-opening for her parents to, to, to hear that because then they realized why she was terrified. You know, she had something that was real that she was relating to and thinking that her experience was going to be the same. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, we often also will talk about this iceberg analogy people have probably heard of where what you see in terms of behaviors on the surface is only the tip of the iceberg. And what we want to try to do as parents, or in my case, as a life coach, is get to underneath what is underneath the surface so that we can begin to understand what these behaviors are trying to tell us. Often it's the behaviors versus what they're saying that really hold the most information for all of us. Right. And for a lot of these people, even teens, they've been living these behaviors for a long time. So it takes time to kind of, I guess, maybe undo some of them or, or understand them. Yes. Yes. And the understanding is, is a key piece because Um, Our brains hate uncertainty and so much of life during adolescence, well, all of our lives, but certainly during adolescence feels uncertain. We're obviously coming out of a a real time of uncertainty of which we're still in during the pandemic. And so everything is heightened, the sense of uncertainty. And when our brains sense uncertainty, they keep doing what they've always done. And that may not be effective, but that is often not a time where we decide like, oh, now's the perfect time to create new coping skills, unless we have somebody in our life who can help teach us what those could look like. So yeah, doing what we've always done and getting the same results is common. That's that's very normal. And those connections are well-worn pathways in the brain in order to create new neural connections we have to learn how to do it differently. That's what right. we teach our clients is right. these skills and tools to manage their minds. And we as parents also need to remember that if we keep doing it the same way, we're going to keep getting the same results. Let's learn some new ways to parent together. Right. And you said, remind them that you're on their team. You're there to help them and support them. You know, you're not trying to attack them or make them feel bad. You're there to help them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's one of the ones I remember when my teen, when my young adult children now were teens, I used to say to them when things would get heated, if things were escalated, all I would say, Hey, I just want you to remember I'm on your team. I'm not the enemy. Right. And I love, I love, I love your fourth point. Tell, tell us, tell us the fourth shift. (laughs) The short fourth shift is be their champion. And we all need a champion. And, and you know what, we can be that for our teens. Just remember, uh, in order to be their champions, we must understand 
that they are incredible observers, but terrible interpreters. Because we all had those moments with our teens, right? Where the because their brains are on high alert, as we talked about earlier, uh, their brains are constantly scanning for danger. So one of the most common examples of this is something I've heard many times from my clients. Even I've had this experience with my own daughter of the years. Where you go into the kitchen. You walk in, you see your daughter, in this case, because I have a daughter, uh, eating something, fill in the blank, and and you say, do you really want to eat that? Or have you had enough of that? And and we we think it's like this really benign comment, and maybe we really don't mean anything by it, but what they hear is, you think I'm fat, regardless of intentions, period. That's all that matters. So be their champion. We are the bridge that connects Children from the shore of childhood dependence to the shore of adulthood and independence. Our job is to nurture our children's natural talents and discover who they already are and to encourage them into who they want to become. Right. Sounds easy. (laughs) Well, no, you know, in some ways it's interesting A lot of the things that we teach to um, our clients are actually simple, but not easy. And there's a difference. So I can give you a tool. I can tell you if this, if you practice this shift, you will learn how to manage your minds, both with parents and with the teens and young adults you work with. The hard part is you have to do it. (laughs) Like, right. Right. I mean, I, I can teach you all these things. And I can tell you that when I learned, um, when I was doing therapy many years ago, when I became a therapist, I did cognitive behavioral therapy. And I also learned mindfulness-based stress reduction. And this was probably close to 25, 30 years ago. And for me, it was completely life-changing and enabled me to manage my life in a very different way than I had ever done previously. And then I decided I need to find a way to make these concepts, all of these things that I'm learning into a super simple way that people, anybody can practice this and do this. And that's what we've done at Wellsey Connections. We have these tools that we've developed that really are super simple and not necessarily easy, but life-changing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. I mean, even just thinking about in your other relationships, not even with your team, but some of these things, if you just apply them in other relationships, how much, um, I guess, better or the communication can be more open and um, not quick to make assumptions and things like that. Like we all, you know, teens have had 15, 16, 17 years of learned behaviors, but parents and adults have, you know, many, many more years Right. And the people in our lives really are our best teachers, the people closest to us. Right. And I've always said that my children have been my biggest teachers. Certainly my husband has been and and my two children who are now adults. And they continue to teach me things about myself. And I'm very, very grateful for that. They know me better than anybody else for better and for worse. Right. Right. So so um, we're coming to the end of our time today. What are, is there anything that you want to leave us with or final words that you want to share? 
Uh, yeah, I, I think the idea of accepting that our teens will struggle, that we're not going to be able to um, prevent their pain and suffering. Remember that confidence requires them to feel the fear and do it anyway. And that it's our job to teach them the tools or help them help find somebody to teach them the tools to navigate any challenges that they're going to face in their lives and that we have to be their champions and convey to them our trust in their ability to do so. And then lastly, I think how you opened in the beginning, you talked about, you know, helping them become their instructor, not their life preserver. Exactly. I was just, I was just going to say that um, to become that our job is to become their instructor, not their life preserver. Okay. Yep. Empowering right. versus enabling our teens is what we're going to aim for. And we just remember that we can't tell our teens that we love them enough. Well, thank you so much. It was great having you. And thank you to our listeners for joining here on the Empower Women series podcast. And if anyone has any interest in reaching out to Pam, please reach out to us here at Lexington Wealth Management and we will get you connected. Thank you, Pam, very much. This is excellent. Thank you, Chris. So great to be with you always. Appreciate it. Join us every second Tuesday of the month to hear our talks. Each event covers a new topic. Sometimes it's money related and other times it's not. We have speakers ranging from health and wellness to financial planning, taxes, and so much more. The Empower Women series was created by Lexington Wealth Management to offer a space for women to come together and feel supported by one another in a safe, judgment-free environment. When we share our experiences and knowledge, we are able to learn from each other. Our mission is to empower women and girls from all walks of life to speak up, ask questions, and learn. We have seen firsthand the impact that our discussions around life and money have had on women. And with the Empower Women series and the Empower Women series podcast, we hope to reach and help so many more. Lexington Wealth Management is a team of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRAN SIPC and Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. All securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, and advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is risk-free and there is no guarantee that the investment process described herein will be profitable. Investors, investors may lose all of their investments. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. In preparing these materials, we have relied upon and assumed without independent verification the accuracy and completeness of all information available from public and internal sources. Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no express or implied representations or warranties as to their accuracy or completement or for statements or errors contained or in omissions from them. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the author and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. Third-party links and references are provided solely to share social, cultural, and educational information. Any reference in this post to any person or organization or activities, products, or services related to such person or organization or any linkages from this post to the website of another party do not constitute or imply endorsement, recommendation, or favoring of Lexington Wealth Management or Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates, employees, or contractors acting on its behalf. 
Hightower Advisors LLC does not guarantee the accuracy or safety of any link site. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor for related questions. Copyright 2021 Hightower.